G'day legends and welcome to Soak Down Under Podcast. I'm your host, Jared, and joining me tonight is Liam, John, and some sort of seagull or magpie or some sort of weird bird spawn. How you all doing? Do you do? Do. Ah, oh, pigeon, there we go. Well, I'm in trouble now when the wife finds out I've been chatting to birds online. <laughs> it's been a while since you've been on, John. How you been? <laughs> uh, oh Christ! Yeah, no, that 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 was good. Um, yeah, I've been well, I've been well. I've been, do, I've been doing a lot of travelling recently um, for work and stuff, um, which is nice. Been down to Tweed Valley for the first time. It's lovely down there. Um, went up to the Glasshouse Mountains, did some walking, cycling, stuff like that, trying to get fit. One of my friends said to me, "Oh, you should do lunges." I said, "Ah, no, that's a that's a big step." Oh. <laughs> You guys always do them. I felt like I, def- I definitely needed one at least. How long have you had it written down for, John? <laughs> uh, a week or so. <laughs> and how are you, Liam? Absolutely roasting. It is 37 degrees here today, and I am sweating like a hun at a bathroom sale. Oh. <laughs> hey, how are you, Sean? Yeah, good. I had to go to the vet today because my... <laughs> I don't know if you know, but I've got a lizard and a snake. (laughs) My lizard and my snake, the the lizard kept sneaking into the snake's uh, enclosure and shagging it, kept humping it. So I took him to the vet and he gave me some Viagra and I said, I don't think that's going to help. And he goes, yeah, it helps with your uh, reptile dysfunction. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I nearly choked on one of them once, you know. I was all right, but a hell of a stiff neck. (laughs) All I have to say is if there's anyone still left watching, thank you. We appreciate you uh, <laughs> hanging around to get into the actual podcast today and all that. Um, if you haven't done so, please subscribe to Soak Down Under Podcasts to get more little, you know, weird jokes and stuff like that, dad jokes and all that as the season goes on. And, um, yeah, there's a bit going on because Celtic's back, guys. So we'll crack on into that. Back in pre-season for the last couple of days. So, it's been a little while since we've all got together on here to talk talk Celtic, see what's going on. So with the return to preseason, I know there's quite a few guys still away, but from those little videos that Celtic released and the interviews with Ange and Harry Kuehl coming to the club, is there anything there that you guys want to discuss? For me, as an Australian, absolutely wrapped Harry Kuehl was finally at Celtic. Would have rather that it was like two decades ago as a player, but glad he's there. Um, gives a bit more balance to our coaching staff where Ange and Kennedy were defenders. Strachan was a midfielder. Harry Kuehl was a forward in his playing days. So gives a bit of balance there. But what do you all – let's go around the room firstly. Sean, what's your thoughts on Harry Kuehl's appointment as a first-team coach at the club? Yeah, it was a bit confusing at first. Um, Good, you know, he's got good gravitas. I'm not sure exactly how old he is, but he still looks a bit of a raid. So that's good for – Take the better pressure off Matt O'Reilly. Um, but it was the Postecoglou interview where he said that it seemed like the thinking behind it was almost to shake it up a bit. Like he was saying he doesn't want people resting on their laurels. He wants to keep things fresh and having that fresh faces in the, the backroom staff would do that. And that's what Postecoglou said anyway. So I was quite happy with that logic. And, you know, Harry Kiel has got Champions League finals experience. So how can you go wrong do you know what I mean like it's it's kind of like a Damien Duff appointment to me John what's your thoughts well on that I think he's um, is it not like a sort of replacement for Damien Duff is it like that's a sort of calibre um, well maybe not the exact same but you know it's it's one one out one in sort of stuff um, yeah I, I think I think the uh, I think the appointment's fantastic right I think it's a, a big name which helps um, and obviously the Australia connection is fantastic. Um, just means when we have our little homecoming, you know, even more connections there. Um, I mean, the Sydney Cup thing. Um, yeah, you know, and hopefully we don't just stop there and we continue to get more and more coaches like this in. You guys talked about it last week. We need more coaches desperately. It's, we just don't have the numbers right to, for all of the teams that we've got. We need more special speciality coaches as well now. Um, but the Harakul appointment looks fantastic. It's a good step forward. 
Liam, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's excellent. Um, you know, that he brings that bit of star quality. He um, brings the experience of being a Champions League winner. Um, if he can pass on even a fraction of the skill that he had as a player, then it's it's worth that alone. Um, but um, I think the most important thing for me is the fact that it's clearly somebody that Ange has wanted to bring in. And that tells me that Ange is here for the long haul. Because there was always that wee nagging doubt somewhere in the back of my head that this might have been a Vim Janssen, you know, a one and done. And I'm really glad that the Harry Kuehl signing pretty much nails down that that is not going to happen. The other thing as well for me when I look at it is you look at our talent coming through there. You've got 19, 20-year-old Abada. You've got Kyogo who could still learn from him. You've got Jota. If he does come in, you've got Jota who we learn from him. You've got Days and Maeda who also could learn a bit from him. So those guys, even Mikey Johnson, Mikey's now 24 or something like that. There's no, there's no little spring chicken now. He's got a make or break at time. But those sort of guys, if they can pick up one or two little things from Harry in preseason and then a few more things as the season goes on, it's just going to put more strings to their bow and it's going to make us more dangerous in attack. So I probably left one guy out too there. I didn't put James Forrest in for a reason. So, um, but you know, you can't teach your old dog new tricks or whatever, but I still think he could get something from it too. But yeah, I think it's just going to be helpful in terms of developing those guys and giving them a bit more, a bit more knowledge and know-how and especially going in the Champions League. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but wonder how Steve McManus feels about being demoted though. It's not really a demotion if you hear what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. I mean, that is though, isn't it? Not really, because he's going from a first-team coaching role back to basically being the talk is that he's going to be taken over and be the head the head manager or head coach down there at at the Colts, pretty much running the same training programs, the same pathways of developments, and having them train at Lenningstown as well, the Colts. He's going to be that guy between having the consistency and tasked with this is what we do for the first team. This is what the Colts need to do and to get up to. He's basically going to be the guy in charge of building up that pathway as far as I'm concerned. So I actually think it's a, quite a big deal because it was talk when Brendan Rodgers was at the club that Kennedy was going to go into a director of football role. Well, this is the closest thing in terms of an on-pitch director of football you can get because he's going to be setting up that pathway. Yeah, I would view it as a, as a sideways step rather than a, a step back. Um, do you know it's any other season you'd probably be right Sean there it, like it would be a step down but may, maybe just because of this new system that's getting him uh, put in place next, it's more of like um, getting your lieutenants set up correctly do you know what I mean alright so fair enough he's not in that shoulder to shoulder with Ange but he's still I don't know silly analogy on the other side of the battlefield or near, in, do you know what I mean like he's still It'll be an integral part of the Celtic structure. It will just be this new uh, phase sort of stuff coming in. I mean, he's effectively becoming the first team coach, but it happens to be because if it's if it's the same facilities, same training um, uh, exercises, whatever you call that, uh, and it's everything's exactly the same, 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 same because they want the consistency. It's like it's like managing Celtic. He's just younger players. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just on paper. I can see both sides of it. I can see both sides of it. But for me, I think I can see what you're saying, Sean. Like technically, yeah, it is a step back because he's going from the first team to the Colts. But then at the same time, I see it as a good step in the right direction because if he knows what the players need to get up to and the level they need to get up to and where to press, when to hold, when what shape to get into, he can train those guys so we can actually get those players into the first team because that's been a massive issue for us for the last decade. Bugger all players have been making it through. So I said, yeah, okay, it could be sends a demotion from the first team, but then if we're a club that wants to get to that point where we keep mentioning the Salzburgs, the Ajaxes, the Benficas, the Sporting Lisbons, those sort of clubs that have their, their you know, academies and they bring these guys through, those guys running that, their, their feeder team, their second teams, that isn't seen as a step down. That's seen as an almost as an, as an important role at those sort of clubs as it is 
in the first time. Right. You just have to hope he's committed to it and he's not going to leave at the first sign of uh, Aloha, have a vacancy for a head coach, which is what tends to happen with anyone outside the top flight. It's uh, who's the most high-profile ex-Celtic or Rangers player that's looking for a job, you know. Uh, yeah. Even Scott Brown going to Fleetwood, for example, you know. Uh, well, I suppose it's a watch his space, eh? Aye. It is whatever he chooses to make of it. If he fully embraces the role and he gets as much autonomy as as Jared just suggesting that he's going to get, then I think it's a good move for him. But if, as Sean's saying, he might view it as a, as like a demotion and then he'll start looking elsewhere and he, he might end up at an aloe or something in six months' time, but hopefully not. He might so ask for it as well, by the way. It might have been yeah. a position that was... Was advertised and vacant, and he stuck his hand up. I mean, think think about like positions that pop up internally in companies. You go, oh, I fancy that. I'll I'll interview for that, or I'll put my name in the hat for that. Could have been Andrew's talking to the boys, and this is what I want to do in building the process as a coaching staff is how we want to progress it. And he's gone. I'm keen for that role, as you said, yeah, John. You never know. Yeah, <laughs> possible. Who knows? Without being a fly on the wall at Linux Town, we're not going to know these things. So. We'll get to the next one, the elephant in the room, the one we're seeing all over Twitter, all over the Facebook groups. Jota, where is he? Where's, where's Jota? You know, he's had his holidays, been to about 20 different countries. It's like, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Where in the world is Felipe Jota? Where well, is he? What he definitely isn't today is uh, the first day of preseason training with Benfica. So, yep. read into that what you will. So, there's a few little rumors kicking around about that that you're seeing on the groups. And I'm not sure. I think if anyone here is going to know or be able to confirm what my suspicions are, it'll be you here, Sean. So I'm going to direct this question to you. A lot of the Good talk... Pals. Good pals with Jota, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, he's more interested in like transfer windows and when they open and when they shut and the rulings and that sort of stuff. He understands it better because he's involved at a local club over here as well. You've got more knowledge on that than me, mate. So the talk is his loan went until the 30th of May, right? So we held his registration until the 30th of May. Because we didn't activate it, pay it, and get everything signed off on before then, his, his registration transferred back to Benfica. That's huh? that's the talk, right? That's So currently they own his registration. Now, mm-hmm. transfer window in Portugal doesn't open until the 1st of July, so this Friday. Could that be the reason why it hasn't been signed off on yet? I don't uh, think it should no. be because... For me, it's the window of where he's going, not where he's coming from, right? Because we've sold players in February to, like, we've sold guys when our window's shut to go off to on loan or go play elsewhere. So I don't think it is that issue, but Sean? That, that's correct. It's the destination window, which matters, but it also is even also not entirely uh, a limiting factor either because you can sign players outside the window. It's only their registration, which can change within the window so we could have announced him at any point and his registration just, and what, just yeah play. just meant he couldn't play a game until the window's open that's all that's um, what those Germans clubs do yeah even with the Japanese players we signed in December yeah. do you know what I mean like in, the registration was the second or whatever I don't remember but, uh, the, the Japan actually shuts down until about the 4th or the 5th so it was actually almost a week after Celtic because it was well it was Hugman A in Japan when they announced it. I don't know when they announced it in Scotland but when they announced those three signings it was it was Hugman A here so that would have been yeah December 31st aye over there yeah but, but I um, was a hit out your name uh, aye but I don't know anyway I mean, yeah. the point is when... they, they couldn't actually register them until about four or five days after that but they, they still had the deal done so they could announce it anyway so, yeah, and um, apparently our window is open till the first of September this year, mm. which is pretty late. Um, and it's open now, so yeah, they, I'm saying that's not the reason. <laughs> uh, reasons reasons are other. Uh, TBC. So then, John, what do you reckon the reasons are? Think he's just too busy partying, or you think he's just enjoying a well and break, or? You think it's his agents and he's here about something else? What are your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, I don't think his agents... Well, look, I, I, 
benefit of the doubt here. I don't think his agent is necessarily like saying, whispering in his ear, saying, "Oh, you could go here, you go here, blah blah blah." He's a he's a fairly unknown quantity still, um, and you know we've we've very much got the first, we've got the um, finger on the pulse with him and stuff. So, like we we know what he's about, but I don't think any other teams really get what he's about yet. So I don't think he's. I don't know. I, I don't think it's necessarily that. I think he's. I think his agent is more than likely trying to get exactly what he's worth in front in in terms of a contract. I think. I think Celtic are. You know, will try and get what works for them, and Jota's agent will try and get what works for Jota. And I think there's a lot of delays there going on. Um. Yeah. All right. Maybe a part of it or a big part of it is he's. Why? Why would he be in any rush? If he's if he's very certain that he's going to sell to good nobody else, he's got the Champions League football, he's got all the the hype and all that stuff. It's exactly what he wants as a young player, um, and he knows he's going to sign a contract, and he's just waiting to get the right deal for him. Why would he be? In, why would he be in a rush? Of course, he's going to be on holiday. Of course, he's going to be taking pictures with certain fans. In his head, he's probably already there. It's just I think it's just contract stuff. It'll be contract stuff with Benfica. It might be contract stuff, well, as in like how that actually works with sell-on and stuff. It might be contract stuff with, um, you know, how much he's going to exactly get. I don't know per goals, all that, all that like little nitty-gritty shite stuff that we think it's just a case of you get offered a deal and you sign it and then that's it, off you go. It never is. It's it's almost always multiple parties all getting involved. So I think it's just one of those things. I I, I would be shocked. If he did like a Fraser Forster and turned around at the last second and went somewhere else, genuinely shocked. There, there's another possibility as well, which is the uh, the pre-agreed terms that we had. They may be waiting. There might be a reason that both clubs are waiting for that to expire. Could so, be they want they wanted the new financial year for them or something for financial fair play. It could be something like that. Could be that. Yep. Yeah. It's, yeah. Could be could just be cooking, the, cooking the books in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. Christ, I, I work at a company that does not cooking the books, Jesus. But um, <laughs> legally, legally, legally. Come yeah. no on, this we, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just get fired on the spot after doing the pod. Um, no, no, but like we'll, we'll say, oh, do we want to buy that now or do we want to sign that deal now or do we want to wait until the next financial year? Which is a nonsense because it's what difference does it make a half of the time it really makes what, what's the point spending eight grand now or spending eight grand in a week you're still spending the money but you know you wait to try and put it in whatever budget you get and it'll probably be stuff like that as well it'll be it I, I, like i said generally would be so shocked if he wasn't a Celtic player at the beginning of the start of the season um and i think it's just these little nitty-gritty contract stuff that they seem to sometimes it's easy sometimes it's hard but i won't read too much into it Liam, you got anything to add or should I chuck the next topic to you? Um, no, I think you've pretty much covered everything. I would have said there, um, I just think it's a, a wee bit of uh, letting them, you know, letting Celtic sweat a wee bit and they might, he might get offered a wee bit more money or something, I don't know. But ultimately, I think he will sign and it will be within the next week or so. Okay, so Celtic fans, Liam's telling everyone stop wetting the bed and just mm. relax, it's going to happen. Okay, cool. That's what we like. So, next topic for you then, Liam. Okay. You mentioned early on about Christopher Julian. He's currently undergoing his medical at Schalke. He's going on loan with an option to buy. So, for me, looking at this, I'm going, that's Schalke's replacement for Ko Itakura. Now, the rumor is Ko Itakura is off to Russia much and Gladbach. So he's not going to become in the Celtic. Is there any news, first of all, about Ko Itakura in Japan that you're hearing? And also, what are your thoughts on Chris Julian there? Right. First of all, Itakura, um, no news and for about the last 10 days, which was when I read about him being linked with Mönchengladbach. And from what I understood at the time, that deal was pretty far along. Um from a Japanese player's point of view, um, he probably doesn't speak English because most Japanese don't. Um, he has probably learned German while he's been in Germany. So from a practical point of view and a footballing point of view as well, in terms of the play style, he's probably thinking, I'd rather stay in Germany because I've been here a year and I'm getting settled now. Um, 
and that's probably the main reason why I don't see him going to Celtic. Now, in terms of Julian, um, I my only issue whoa, whoa, whoa. with it... breaks a second on there, Liam. Sorry, All right, twelve yeah. minutes ago. I know it's a red top. Everyone, don't get mad. Daily record sport. Ko Utakura gives Celtic transfer boosters. Borussia much and glad back talks breakdown over Man City star. Oh, there's All your right. option. There you go. It's potentially back on right now while we're recording. Happy days. Well, now there's there's a bit of irony for once. The record dismantles one of my narratives instead of the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shit, wasn't well, expecting that. Good. I definitely wasn't expecting that. Um, I just thought I'd randomly type his name in a Twitter and see what pops up and bang, there it is. Happy days. Get him in, Ange. Table. Offer on I mean, the table. Make it happen. It's easy to say why he's after the event, but if he doesn't go to Mönchengladbach and he doesn't go to another German club, then you've got to say the best option for him outside of Germany would be Celtic. Champions League football, probably a first-team start. Other Japanese there to help him bed in. Um, and also, no harm to him. He's an excellent player, but he's never going to make it at Man City, so there's no point even trying to stay there. Um, so, yeah, that would be great if that came off. So we'll tackle um, this twofold. So, yeah. Itakura and then the Julian stuff. So you were about to say something about Julian, so we'll jump back to that, and then we'll go to the other boys about their thoughts on both of these. Okay. Um, the Julian thing, I was just going to say, my only regret with it is that it's not a permanent transfer because I think that would be better for him and for Celtic. Um, I think for whatever reason, I don't know if it's maybe looking at him in training or looking at how he fits with the other players that have come into the squad since Ange came in or a question of attitude. Whatever reason, Ange doesn't fancy Julian as a player. I think that's quite quite obvious now. And as Ange said before, anybody who doesn't want to be here can leave at any time. Now, I'm not saying that Julian doesn't want to be there. I'm not saying he has an attitude issue. But it's clear that him and Ange are not going to work out. So loaning him seems to me just like postponing the inevitable. It's better to just sell him and get some money in and get another centre-back in. If... uh, you know, because Julian is clearly not the player that Ange wants, and Ange is going to be at Celtic hopefully for a good few years yet. Yeah, I have to agree with that. So, Sean, your takes yeah, on the Julian situation? Apparently, he has a year to go plus an option. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, it, so that you're saying the club are extending, they've triggered the extension now? Don't know. Because, like, how, I don't understand that option. No, to it buy. doesn't make sense to me either. I'm looking at it going, if he's got 12 months, if he gets to January, he can sign elsewhere. So does that mean we have until January to trigger the extension so that then that future fee comes in? I'm not sure, but... Usually the extensions are triggered in end of March yeah. kind of time. Um, so that's it's a very strange one, the loan to buy for someone that's got one year left. Yeah, so it's a, so it's a loan to buy for zero. Well, that's, not that's if we're triggering, but well, maybe the club said, well, we're going to trigger this to make sure we get our money or something. I don't know. But like, it's the only thing that makes sense, really. Yeah. So apparently he has a 12-month option on his contract from what I'm saying here, but it doesn't say that we've activated it. You'd think we yeah. would. If we kind of loan him for 12 months, you'd think we'd, um, we would have activated it before we loaned the guy out. And the only reason that would be beneficial to Schalke is it would give them exclusivity on a deal. Because otherwise, why would they even bother? Do you know what I mean? Like, Maybe they're thinking that in 12 months' time, you know, the Gazprom money might come back in if things settle down in Russia and Ukraine and they could actually afford him. There's so much. This is so weird. Because we did it with Maeda as well. That still doesn't make sense to me either, the Maeda one. There's some sort of shenanigans, chicanery of financial contortions going on in the background that just doesn't make sense to me that probably and hopefully makes sense to Michael Nicholson. Well, I mean, it could very well be like, you know, you you guarantee certain revenue and certain profits every year. There's, there's going to be some sort of guarantee that you might not have that exact amount now, but you know in the future you will have it. You know what I mean? Like waiting for your, waiting for your paycheck to come in. 
Oh, I can't buy that now. I'll wait till next month. Here's a here's a hypothetical for you, right? Let's just say that now we all know for various reasons, Russia and whatever, Schalke are skint at the moment, right? They couldn't afford to sign Itakura. Um and he would not have been an especially expensive player for them, right? By it's by Bundesliga half, standards. Half four and a half million pound was the fee being spoken about. Aye, which is which to a good level German club is, is not a lot of money, right? Yeah. But um, so we know Schalke have got financial issues. Now Celtic, as much as wanting to offload some of the squad players that are not going to figure next season, of which I think Julian's one of them, you're also thinking about the wage bill. So let's just say that Schalke said, "Okay, look, we can't afford to pay you like three million or four million for Julian." So, but there's a million for a year's loan fee. And we'll cover his wages, which in turn will save you about another million quid. So, you know, that's just another roundabout way of kind of putting out the same kind of money, if you know what I mean. Between what Celtic would save through not having to, what, through not having to pay his wages and what Schalke would save by paying the loan fee rather than the transfer fee, both clubs see a bit out of it. And neither neither gets everything that they want, but they both get something out of it. And Julian gets to go and play first team football, which is the most important thing for him. Bit of creative accountancy right there. There you go. I mean, I just I've I've read of stories like that before. I mean, that's not a million miles away from how the Jota deal with Celtic was structured. You know, we had this clause to buy him for six point five million, apparently, um, but. I don't know what we paid to actually get him on loan in the first place. So it's probably, so it's more than that already, you know? Um, yep. But yeah, I, I just, I think that there's like, it's like, like Sean said, there is some kind of financial jiggery pokery going on, which the suits will know what they're doing. Even if we don't, <laughs> it'll make sense mm-hmm. to somebody. Yep. Well, I'll watch his space then and see what happens. So, um, you just touched on it about hopefully some other players moving on as well. So we'll touch on those guys first before we talk about potential new signings and loan stuff and everything. So I'm looking at their squad and the three guys who jump off the page. Now Barkas is out. Looks like Julian's out the door. He's Sorrow, a Yeti, Bolongoli. They're the three main guys we need to clear out to get off the wage bill. It's Bolongoli needs, needs to go. Like, there's no future for him at the club. A Yeti, if he leaves, we were talking about it on a previous pod. Do we need to bring a third striker in or do we need to bring another left winger in so that Maeda can play up front as the third striker? That's the conversation. Sorrow leaving, apparently Lenny was looking at him, but looks like he's on his way to uh, Partizan Belgrade in Serbia. <laughs> so Jesus. That'll be fun. Good old... What'll go wrong there? So um, of those three, who do you think will be the next one out the door? Sean? Oh, they're all just part of this group of signings that came in for the 10 and the failure of that. They've got this stink of the 10 on them now. Barkas flapping his gums on the way out saying that he wouldn't recommend any goalkeeper come to Celtic. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't recommend anyone's <laughs> Oh, it's such a stupid thing to say. Like we're still his employer, we're still paying him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like idiot. Um, I work like that. <laughs> to yeah, like, blame the club as well. I'm just going to say, in his defence, though, he was taken slightly out of context there. Oh, now, was he? Yeah. No, <laughs> like that, not really. What, he, what he actually said was, um, if. I'm you a great big stupid head. Well, uh, <laughs> he blamed uh, COVID. He, he, he blamed COVID. Aye, the last thing yeah. he said. Yeah. Aye, they said to him, if you had the choice to go there again, would you? And he said, no, I wouldn't recommend it. No. He said, eh, for any goalkeeper. For any yeah, goalkeeper. Yeah. I see, that's the, that's the bit that, that's being disputed on the different sources that I've read. I haven't seen the original interview, obviously, because oh, I, I think it was in, I think it was in Dutch or, Greek or something, but um, you know, it's being claimed that he said, I wouldn't recommend doing that if I could do it again. 
And what he actually meant to say was, in hindsight, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, but that's what he meant. Trans- yeah, well, but it's been translated as, I wouldn't recommend anybody goes to Celtic. Um, in Dutch or in Greek, I'm sorry, but recommended and uh, I, I, in hindsight, I wouldn't have done that. They, there must be completely different words. <laughs> They're different mm, sentences. Do you well, remember the one, it, the, the Morelos again. translation, which was just like, they, they, they had in the translation the word Celtic and not... He didn't say the word Celtic. Do you know, like, these, these mm. tacks just make up whatever they want at times, you know? I mean, there was a Nakamura one, I remember, going back, God, going back about 15 years ago, um, where I had, I'd only just started learning Japanese at that point, and uh, Daily Record ran a story saying that Nakamura wanted to leave Celtic and return to uh, FC Yokohama, um, which is where he eventually ended up. I think he's still there now. But um, he... Um, the reporter had obviously just got this transcript from this Japanese newspaper, the Yomiuri, as it's called, and fired it through Google Translate, or whatever the equivalent was in 2008 or whatever, and came up with this, you know, Nakamura demands a transfer. Now, one problem. Japanese, spoken Japanese, does not have a future tense. Right? So... English teacher, he's on for a minute here. What that means is that basically if he says, I would like to go there at some point in the future, or I would like to go there tomorrow, without the added context of in the future or tomorrow, the sentence would read exactly the same. And what he meant was at the end of his career, he wanted to go there. And that is what he did. That's a big benefit that's out there. I hope you're fishing for like, you know, bites and stuff on Twitter, because come on, this is a bit of a... Long bit of rope you're giving him here, mate. No, yeah. what, what I'm just what I'm saying is, I would not believe this on the basis of the Scottish press alone because they've got form for not translating foreign language reports properly. That is my point. I've seen just, it firsthand with the one foreign language that I can actually speak. It's not just the Scottish press, though. It's true. Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, what is the original English source? of the story is it the daily record or is it the sun or whatever because if if you know if, if something like for example the guardian runs it you might say well that's get more credibility right than the the sun or the record but if they're basing that on copy that came from the record then you know it's it's worthless it all depends on what was the original british source of this story because and no one's to bothered it, to give me a trans yeah, a transcript of the actual original interview. And to give him a, to give him a little bit of benefit though, because it, it did, as you can probably tell, piss me off what he said. Mm. He's probably not wrong in saying that he regrets coming to Celtic because it clearly hasn't worked for him, right? We regret yeah. it too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we all regret it. <laughs> yeah. So what? So what? In in any language, if you've asked, would you do it again? Obviously, he wouldn't do it again because he's had a really shit time when he's come here. So he'd be like, mm. well, no, obviously I wouldn't because I haven't done well. So, you know, I mean, look, there's a lot going on. I just think, um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe you're right to an extent, Liam, that, you know, press, especially sports press, they want to, they jump on it and then turn it into a whole story. Might all, just just, all I'm saying is it fits the MO. It fits the MO of just transliterating rather than translating a story. And then just running with whatever the, is the most sensational bullshit angle they can take on it. So I mean, it was definitely it was in Greek for sure, and nobody right. really speaks Greek even in Greece. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I'm looking, I'm looking uh, now, and the f- earliest two articles I can find online were the Daily Record and Football Scotland. Yeah, so which is both the same parent company. So yeah. And then there's one that was also on the same day, which was MSN. Yeah. Right. I mean, it doesn't they even probably, say who the original outlet they've, was. They've maybe taken it from PA or something then. If it's going to be on the news wires. I can't tell who was first because all it says is two days ago for each of them. It doesn't give me a time. So unless I go in each article and then even that's not really showing it. So, mm-hmm. oh, well, we'll get on from that one. We'll leave that there. Let us know yeah. in the comments what your, what your thoughts are on the on the uh, the situation there with him. But, yeah, we'll, we'll get with it. So 
back to the point. Sorry about yeah. Yeti, Bongoli. Who's going to yeah. be out the door first? To answer your original question, Sorrow probably <laughs> because he's he's on the the least amount of money, so it's not going to be a he's not going to take a wage cut to leave really. Um, he's probably going to be staying on roughly the same. Uh, a Yeti is going absolutely nowhere unless we sweeten the deal somehow, give him a payoff. <laughs> And uh, Ball and Golly, similar, although I'd say his wages are somewhere in the middle between those two players. I would agree with you 100%, Sean. I think Yeti's doing the whole Dirk Bordiga one where it's just, you know, I'm just going to sit here and cash my checks until until they run out. Mm-hmm. Do you guys agree? Uh, very, to an extent, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Probably, yeah. I, I don't know what Yeti's aspirations are, but... I, to go from Basel to West Ham and then uh, Selwick and stuff, you think the kid has like some sort of goals in life? Might not just sit on a bench and take a wage. And then also we're talking. I, I again, all these bloody transfer rumours, the same every year. You never know how much of it is actually truth or just you know um, article waffle. Um, but we're supposed to be going in for another striker, and I forget the boy's first name, but. Is it May? So you say it M M A E E. Oh yeah, me. Yeah. I think I don't know. Yeah, me. Yeah, Stephen um, Me or something. Whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's his. It's it's not the boy that's at um, Fernberg. That one. Um, he's it's his. It's his. It's his brother. It's the um, other kid. Anyway, he's so like he's, Faros. yeah, Ferran Faros. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ryan Ryan Me. That's the one. That's the boy, Ryan. Um, so. Looks like we're in for another striker. Apparently, the rumours are that that's going, quote unquote, advanced talks. But we'll see. Um, so, I look like both in. Brothers another... are left-footed centre back. Bring them both in. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it. I'd be. I'd be, somewhat again, somewhat shocked if Ayeti went. Well, they are, they're clearly signing a striker. I am not really playing. I'm just going to stay here and take a wage. He might want to go somewhere else. Might a series of loans or something. Um, I, I also wouldn't be surprised. I'd almost put a bet on that Bolly's the first one to go because he's really been out of favour since he came in. He had like three or four decent games and then he's been out of favour since. I can't think of the last decent game he actually played. So surely he's moving on. Ibrooks. Everything Ibrooks when we won to now. Was that the last one? Well, there you go. See, I can, I, I can <laughs> clearly, yeah, just, yeah. Um, I, 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 I thought he was going to be a good player. I think we all did, but he just clearly hasn't hit, hit the ground. Um, he's got to go. He's, he, I reckon he's going to be the first, especially with the COVID stuff that he did. Um, nobody really wants him at the club, players, fans, employers, and the like. So I wouldn't be shocked if he's the first one. Here you go, Sean. Got something for you. Mm-hmm. It's a thing from Goal France on Twitter. Google translated for you. Christopher Julian's out of contract with Celtic in June 2024. He will therefore extend his contract for one year and be loaned to Schalke in the process. Medical examination is in progress. So that's their update. So he's extended it with that year with the option, and that's how it's worked out. So we have activated Yeah, we've activated it. There you go. And, and this very unreliable source I'm looking at says that Bolingoli is out of contract next year. Hope, no, I hope that's the case. If he goes, send him to Lenny. I don't care. Put him anywhere. I don't think he's going to go and play with Lenny. Seeing that that's the manager he fucking pissed off. No, I've got a, I've got a, funny, <laughs> I've got a funny comment here. I'm going to say this just so that my mate Shane, who listens in every week, who's a Melbourne Victory member, I'm going to say, Bollingoli can come to Victory on loan for the season coming up if they want because we need a left back. We've just lost a guy at Victory and Jason Davison. So send him down to Australia. There you go. Now I'm waiting for Sh- I'll wait for Shane's comment. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, I think he's the, he is the one that could end up just getting freed. I think if any club came in and offered like just to take up his contract, Celtic would probably say, on you go. Um, Ajeti. Now, the, the the one thing with Ajeti that might, and I say might, convince him to take a cut in money. He was on the fringes of the Switzerland squad when he originally signed for Celtic. He was in the Swiss squad this year. 
Aye, but I mean in terms of actually playing for them. Sorry, he was in the Swiss starting team. Right. Sorry. Um, now, since then, this other striker in Bolo has emerged as a really good striker with them. Um, so he's up against it. But if he went somewhere, even on loan, where he could play every week and score a few goals, he suddenly comes back into the equation for their World Cup squad. Also puts him in the shop window for us to sell him. Happy days. Get it done. Yeah. I mean, that's the ideal scenario. He goes somewhere plays well for three months, scores a couple of goals at the World Cup, and then we get offered like five or six million for him. That, I mean, that's the, that's the ideal scenario, do really. We, do we see that happening? It's the same for all three of these no. these guys <laughs> that we mentioned, Samoa, Yeti, and Bolongoli. If mm. these three, if we can't get them out on a permanent, then getting them out on a loan and getting their wages majority covered and getting them playing when we've got a couple more years of contract there, to get them in the shop window so at least people can say, oh, yeah, these guys are playing at a level. They're doing this. They're doing that. Great. Get them out. Get them on loan and see if you can get some money back for them. Like, I actually think a Yeti would do well in Italy because mm. the game's a bit slower there. I actually think that would suit him. If we could loan him to a club in Italy, bottom half of the league, where he's playing week in, week out, 90 minutes, we might actually get some offers for him come January or this time next year. And that's a good enough level that the the Swiss manager would look at him for the World Cup squad as well. Exactly. I, do you know what? I genuinely think there's a player in Ayeti. There, there, there is. I've, there is enough that I've seen, and I hope everybody else is the same. Where if, if that, I think he's just severely lacking confidence. Where you know, like how it's like half a yard off with it, with this when you're playing at that level, and he's just not quite getting in the right position. He's not quite. The amount of times he's missed. That's one of his problems. Is he's, he, you know, plays right up as a target man and tries to ping in a goal and stuff, or you know, get. A, and he's just he's always just slightly. I reckon he'll go somewhere that isn't Celtic psychologically. He's away from the team that's screwing his head up and stuff, and he'll bang in a few goals. He'll bang in like I don't know, nineteen to twenty-two goals. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. On that though, John, I don't think we signed him to be uh, the main guy as a striker. I think we signed him. When Neil Lennon had in his mind, he was going to go with three-five-two and have two up front, have him yeah. playing with Edward. He signed yeah. him to play in a partnership, and then every game he played, he was on his own up front. Yeah. So we never actually totally saw agree. him in the partnership. So, and then Ange doesn't play that system, so that that rules him out with us. So send him elsewhere, get some games in him, and hopefully get some money on him. But yeah, I just think those three need to go in particular. But when he died, he's gone, so we can get this mighty guy. <laughs> Adam Adam Montgomery's gone as well. Oh, you've just yeah. take, you've taken me next thing, Sean. Don't be gone. <laughs> what a nice little flow. There you go. <laughs> I was actually going into the loan ones now. That's what I was actually talking about. So, so since we we've discussed it previously, but Liam Scales has gone on loan to Aberdeen to play as a centre back, which is what he said his preferred position is. Great. Good luck to him. Montgomery, as you said, has gone on loan to St. Johnson. And I think there's two other guys in our squad that need to be loaned out to teams in Scotland. And hopefully they do something this year. For me, that's Liam Shaw and Azari. However you say his first name, Irrigidi. They're the two two others. We've got two on loan. If we can put those other two out on loan as well, I'd be happy with that if we can sell the other guys. I know you can only have a certain amount of players out on loan, so that's where you've got to be careful. But, yeah, I'd like to see those sort of guys on loan. What are your thoughts, Liam? Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, depending on what signings we make in a forward sense, uh, you could add Mikey Johnson to that list as well, I think. Um, yep, he's the only one I've left off the list for a reason. Yeah, um, because he might actually... I mean, he might actually end up being sold, but... Um, he won't be. He I left be. him depending, basically depending on the outcome of Jota actually coming in because it's left winger position. Yeah, I'm not saying that he's to replace Jota, but I'm saying if say for some reason Jota doesn't come, we'd have to uh, go yeah. out and identify another starting starting left winger potentially. But then we've got Maeda mm-hmm. to play there, and we've got a bar on the other side. We have to go find another winger, but Mike wouldn't be going anywhere until that is resolved. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, um, and 
I wouldn't worry about the loan restrictions. We've got no chance of troubling that rule because uh, homegrown players don't even count against it. It's only like Shaw, Urugidi and Scaleswood, but that's about it for us. Urugidi and Shaw count as UK because they were both at Sheffield Wednesday through the academy there. Oh, they don't count against either? Don't think they would because they're British. Mm, Even though Urugidi is Belgium, he spent more than three years in the academy at Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, I did double check on that one. But yeah, Yeah, I I just meant... Like, I don't think we're getting anywhere. I think for this year, the limit is eight or something. And I don't think we're going to really trouble that one. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but I thought Uruguidi was already loaned out with an option to buy a Ustend. Yeah, they can't afford him. Allegedly. Right. Oh, yeah, so, right. So, you know, when you when you go to bar with your mate, you're like, oh, shit, my wallet. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't be that person. <laughs> yeah. Never be that person. Yeah, right. Okay. I had, 20, so I had twenty quid in my pocket. Oh, can you get this, mate? That's uh, okay, Sean. You're a giddy. Youth career. Uh, Hounslow United from 2014 to 2015. AFC Wimbledon from 2015 to 2018. So there's his three years in the in clubs in England already. And then seniors, he's come up through Wimbledon, Sheffield Wednesday, and into us. So he counts as a homegrown. Yeah, for European, but I don't know if it's different for the loan rules, to be honest. So you would count, yeah, for Europe. I don't know, for European yeah. registration, but I don't know what the new kind of rules are and who counts and who doesn't for this loan rule. Fair enough. Is, is, there, is there much point in loaning these guys out? Surely these are just people that we should be selling on. They've had They've had a couple of games and they've not hit I don't, uh, I don't know. I mean, sometimes people do come good at some, sometimes. Um, not everybody's Anthony Ralston. Not everybody's Anthony Ralston. We have to, we have to factor in that that's a freak occurrence. <laughs> 12 months ago, we would have been saying the same thing about get rid of Ralston. Yeah. Yeah. So but that's a, that's a unicorn. We can't expect that to happen. Uh, le- legend has it that Chuck Norris has a Tony Ralston poster on his wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for me looking at the loans we're talking about the guys going out I'm thinking I'm actually would think you know scales could potentially be decent like um, what's his name Declan I always forget the guy's last name Gallagher he's left yeah. Aberdeen he's gone to St Mirren now so that frees up the centre back position there for scales so fantasy football league next year set it down under I think I'll be picking scales in round one you I, think thought was, I thought he was a decent fullback. The cover games I actually, he th- I actually thought Scales was a lot shorter than he was, and I was talking to, I was talking on some one of the other pods, and I was like, I thought he was like five ten or something because he was playing out wide and he was always ducking. He's actually <laughs> six foot two. Yeah, so yeah. James James Forrest is six foot two as well. He's just always got his neck in his in his yeah. chest. That's so every time I'd seen. I'd seen Scales play because he was like chasing someone short. He just looked a lot smaller than he actually is. So I was I misjudged that one. But yeah, I think I want to see how he goes at centre back at Aberdeen. And then Monty, I think Gunnison Johnson could work for him as well. But is he going there to be a, a left back or is he going there to be a left winger? That's going to yeah. be the question. It was unclear. They they play a back three as well. So they, he'd be a wing yeah. back, I guess. That or could work, he, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how those two, but I think that'll be okay. Um, talking about signings, so we've spoken about Itakura early on as an option. So watch this space. Hopefully that happens. Uh, the other one, Alexandre Bernabe. Apparently he's passed his medical. He's not going to be announced just yet, though, because we're playing playing funny buggers, and I love it. You know, he has his old headbutt in his last game down in Argentina. So you'll wait till... Lanus play their next game, so his suspension is over. Then you'll announce it, so we don't announce him and then cop him suspended for our first game of the season. So that makes sense that that's been delayed for that reason. So Bernabe looks great on Sorry. paper. Wait, he he headbutted somebody in his last game. Yeah, <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, he headbutted <laughs> him, sent off. 
So he's oh, brilliant. I, I love him already. <laughs> as a suspension of servant, the funny thing is, it was a softest headbutt, honestly. <laughs> I, th- well, I think my niece has probably hit me harder than that before. So, um, but still, it was, um, yeah, I think it's clever if we don't announce it yet. So, London's play the next game, then it's then it's announced registration transfers, and then we don't have to cop a suspension on him for what he did at his old club. So that's good. He'd been left out of the two previous games as well to avoid something like that happening, and then comes back in for a game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Gotta love it. So, have you guys oh, seen much of him or watched any of the um, watched any of his YouTube highlights or anything like that? None, From what I've seen, he's got speed to burn. Will suit Ange going forward, but I always thought Taylor was a bit small at left back, particularly at corners, and he's shorter than Taylor. So, yeah, right. I don't know. We'll see how he goes, but I hope he's. Uh, last time we had a super small little, uh, you know, wing back like this, it was Christian Gamboa. And that didn't really work out. So um, I hope this one works out much better than that. Izzy Giri wasn't very cool, was he? Yeah, Izzy Giri was good, but not good at set pieces. So it's just, and not good at cross balls. It was the same. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it, that was a problem with Izzy Giri, and it was a problem with uh, Lee Naylor as well. Hopefully, to watch this space thing. Headbutts everybody as he goes around the IPOX. Just nutting people. Right. What 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 price are we offering on him nutting Morelos in the first in the first uh, Glasgow Derby? Let's put that on our preseason preseason fellas predictions. Yeah. Wow. And then Passionate we've got the last one of the um rumored players to talk about the Vinicius Souza, Willie Woney. Central defensive midfielder on loan from Man City. Anyone got any thoughts on him? Not had a time to watch yeah. his highlight reel yet, but he's quite highly thought of. Highly rated. I've seen his on. name getting. I've seen his. I was just because I've seen his name kicked about a lot, um, but it's one of those like I hate this time of the year because it, it could just be one of these completely made up nonsense things where Sertwick has asked, "Oh, do you fancy it?" and he's gone, "Nah, I'm all good." Or, or, or yeah, look, I'll have a chat. I don't know, who knows? Like it, uh, yeah. Apparently, changed all his social media stuff to Man City. Well, apparently, he was signed at Man City last year, but couldn't get the work permit, so went over to Belgium and played there to their their other club because he was able to get that permit there. Now, if he comes back to get into the UK, the work permits are easier to get in Scotland than they are in England. So, if he comes up to play for us for a year or two then he'll suddenly have played three years of top-flight football, then he'll automatically get his permit anyway. And to get so back it's going down. to be one of those ones that comes in with an option to buy for Man City, basically. Yeah, and then they'll probably have an option to buy back at a pre-agreed fee once he qualifies. Well, if he's good enough to have an option to buy for Man City, then he must be good. Yeah. So is it only... You, wait, hang on. Are we saying that he's coming in and alone? There's talk of both. John, right. it's like yeah. there's talk of him just coming on loan, but then there's also talk of him coming up on a permanent. But then it'll be a pre-agreed fee for him to go back to Man City if they want, or it's going to be uh, they have last right. If we were to try and sell him, it'd be okay. Do you want him? Do you want to match up and he goes back to Man City or what? So there's different rumors floating about. I, I, I tell you something, and 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 it is coming off uh, the back of this conversation, but we. Do need to get our skates on. We've we haven't been in the Champions League for a really long time, and it's the competitions it's still much higher than what we're used to. Let's remember we couldn't even we we didn't make it in Europa. The other side did. We did we we didn't even go through in the conference. And now I just feel like yeah, all right, and your second season. I get all this argument, but we do need depth. We need really really talented depth. And I think somebody who's just coming in, uh, if you'll be, if that, if we're just inferring that all of this is correct here, that he just wants to use Celtic as a stepping stone to get his permit to play in England or whatever. We need, we need that mentality of the Japanese players that are coming in, where they're, you know, they're 
like that that interview with Idaguchi recently where he was like, I want to prove my spot. I want to do this. I want to do that. Frustrating last season. That's the attitude we need. We just need quality like that for Champions League. I don't know if this boy is that quality. Who knows? But I'm not sold on this whole, well, he's doing it for stepping stone stuff. He was was, on loan from Div 2 or whatever you want to call it, the, the Belgian Championship up to the Belgian Premiership. So he's registered in the lower league but playing on loan at the top league. So, so is, is he is he Belgian or, or Brazilian? Brazilian. Okay, he might well turn out to be a fanny then. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe shite. <laughs> All right, let's two, leave two that different, one. Two different layers there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so many layers. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. Got... Go on, Sean. No, I was just trying to figure out which of these Belgian teams part of the city group because the other team he's been linked with is uh, the Turkish team that's part of the city group. Um, he was playing at which one was he at Lomel, wasn't he? So he's, he's he's registered for Lomel, but he was on loan at Mechelen. So I'm yeah, guessing so Lomel, Lomel is, part is of the, city, the city, group. city group. Right. Okay. That makes sense. But still, yeah. and that's that's probably why he's been linked with all the other city group teams as well. Yeah. Like, but he's oh, 23. Well. Surely Man City aren't going to bring him in at 25. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I just look at it and go, this time of the year, as John was saying earlier, we're linked with that many different players and that. I just, I'll have a quick little look. And if it gets serious, like has with Bernabe, like, it's been going on and on and on. And he's actually, yeah, he's on his way for a medical and that sort of stuff. Then you're like, all right, now I'll go watch his highlights. But, yeah, I don't know. Look, like I see Susan C didn't want to come originally. Now he's linked with us again because other moves have fallen apart. So, yeah, if he comes, great. If he doesn't, great. I'm not fussed either way. But we 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 need depth. We need talented depth. Is what we need. We we'll, we've talked about it a lot, but there's a, there's a all right. This boy Bernabeu's going to be a nutcase, and I'm going to love it. But um, we 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 need more. We need more. You know what I mean? The fact that Julian's off, the fact that Julian's off, who 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 do we have in defence? I mean, I, I don't think Itaka is ever Stephen coming. Welsh. I don't, Itaka is never coming. Sean's made Starfelt. We need another one. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I, I, look, I, Starfelt's a decent backup, but that's how we, that's what I feel like he is. I feel yeah. like he's backup. And, and, I mean, I, we won't go on it again, but clearly, you know, somebody's had a whisper in his ear saying, oh, you need, you need to shut up, mate. You need to, fight for your spot and he said all that stuff with his agent and Andrew's come up to him clearly and been like mate you're not getting in front of Starfelt so he's like I'll see you later then I'll pick the, the yep. next best so yep. we need we need we need people in we just need people in like I'm not worried but it will get thin halfway through the season we want to get players in but we want to get as Anne said we want to get the right person and the right player in because these guys coming in, they need to be like Bernabe coming in. I don't know if he's better than Greg Taylor. Greg Taylor improved yeah, exactly. in the second half of last season. But if those two go and battle each other day in, day out for that position, you know that's going to push them both to a higher level. And it's the same thing's going on with Juranovic and with um Ralston over there. They're pushing each other. So that that position's covered. It's a matter of you need guys to come in to challenge for those first team spots. Because if that happens, then everyone gets to a higher level. Agreed. Now, last topic. Preseason fixtures. Footy's back next week. Yes. The Celtic is back playing Wiener Victoria next Wednesday. 2.30 our time Thursday morning. Happy days. And Rapid Vein on the ninth. Uh, why did I click on that? I need to see them. And they got a game on the weekend against Bannock, then Blackburn Rovers, Legion Warsaw, Norwich City, and then the season starts 1st of August. Who's excited? Still feels far away, mate. Still feels yeah, far away does. to me. does. I mean, do you, know, do you know what I'm mostly – do you know, it's, it's really weird this season, actually. 
Like, I'm excited to see football, but I'm actually really happy that we're not having, like, some of the most important games of our season round about coming up soon now, whenever. Like, it's kind of nice <laughs> chilling out for a bit <laughs> and <laughs> not having to worry, oh, God, are we going to get through these? And we, we can just enjoy these friendlies. Yeah. It's, why do we always play Blackburn? That doesn't make any sense to me. I, I get the Legia Warsaw thing, probably part of the Janovic deal. And is it not something to do with Boric retiring as well? Yeah. yeah. It's Boric's yeah. time. And yeah, the Austrian camp. I mean, old news, right? Um, yeah. I mean, there's not... Whatever. What's the point of these? The point of them is to like get a look at players like Urugidi and... Uh, and Lowell else. and those sort of guys yeah. Colt sort of touch and, touch and go with the thing oh and Uto and those sort of blokes just see if they're up to speed or not so I think it'll be good to get some games in a guy's legs and not have the, the pressure over the next month of okay we've got to get fit we've got to get training into us but at the same time we've got to qualify it's going to be yeah. so different to do that and it's also you have to take it with a pinch of salt because in the past you've had players like Luke O'Connell come in and look like the best player on the pitch. Do you know what I mean? So mm. it's just a friendly at the end of the day. But that that first game, um, Aberdeen, I've got it done as Sunday the 31st of July at half four. That is a bit of a dickery for a kickoff time, especially when you're like unfurling the flag, right? Sorry, the first was our time. Oh, your time, sorry, for me, it's still yeah. the 31st, but yeah. Why is it dick green? Yeah, half four on a Sunday to be the champions unfurling the flag. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. And everyone else is already played on the Saturday. Yeah. Or whatever, right. maybe somebody else is on the Sunday. Let me just check. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Huns are on the Saturday. Huns open the season. Good one. Did you expect any different? <laughs> It's pressure on them from day one if they don't win, though, isn't it? I wait, Olivia. Yeah. All right. You never know. Well, remember we had we had six very shit games, also, so not a lot to say the first couple of weeks. Hmm. It's been a nice psychological one to just be ahead of them from day one, you know. But just, just thinking, is Tony Mowbray still the Blackburn manager? I just, just finished at the end of the season there. I'm just I can't figure out why we always played Blackburn. I don't know. Did we always play Blackburn? I can't remember the last time we did. I didn't realise we did. I feel like we do. Maybe it's in my head. <laughs> One of my first Celtic games I ever went to actually was a friendly against Blackburn. I think it was 1994 or 95. The season we were at Hamden. Yeah. Because mm. um, uh, we beat, beat them 1-0. <laughs> I reckon it, well, it's home games so much as because it's these English championship teams coming up to Scotland so it's like we're playing them in their pre-season tour kind of like the Austrian teams are for us so Liam's just had a little drop out here so I was gonna <laughs> ask you boys did we want to do one other topic from our um, growth and development series that we've been doing but we'll we'll keep we'll hang on to them and do that in a week or two down the track so was going to do to end the podcast was do our final thoughts let's get Liam back on he's back was going to wrap it up Liam let's do a final thought we haven't done one of them in a while all right but um we'll go with Sean for no we'll go we'll go to Liam first because he just dropped out for your final thought uh always check your computers working right before you start making a podcast no um uh let me think uh okay right slightly serious one here today um there was an announcement yesterday that Scotland's going to have another vote on whether or not they want to go independent. Now, I hope it happens. I'm not going to speak for anybody else on this podcast because I don't know your views and it's none of my business. What I'm going to say is not every Celtic supporter is a yes voter, okay? It seems to me the majority of them are, but not every one of them is. And what I was about to say was don't be a dick to people just because you disagree with them. But I've got John sitting there giving them the fucking vicky. So what can I do? Um, just, you know, just remember we're all Celtic supporters, all right? That's that's my point, okay? Um, we can agree to disagree, although I think we all agree Boris is a cunt. But anyway. 
<laughs> yep. John, throw to you. Uh, all right. And I'm obviously I'm only joking there, right? So obviously Liam's <laughs> words are is serious, you know. Just respect everyone's opinions. Um my final thought, I thought we talked about this last season, um, about, you know, maybe talking about what we like personally and stuff. So maybe this season I'll try and do a little John's final thoughts on things that he likes. Um so I love music. Music's a big part of my life. I love listening to music. I go lots to gigs and stuff. Um, and I try to listen to new bands or bands that are, aren't new, but bands that I discover almost on a weekly basis, sometimes daily. So I guess my new band that I listened to this week that I think everyone should listen to, if you haven't listened to already, is The Avalanches, which came out in sort of like the 2000s. They're very yep. sort of Frontier psychiatrist. Yeah, that's a fantastic song. Yep. Um, and the other one. He's, uh, a, he's a nut. He's crazy in the coconut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, it's a very very good song and you know they pretty much um from what i read they pretty much started that sort of sampling um effect that a lot of hip-hop artists do and a lot of um pop songs do as well where you take lots of snippets from other songs and you sort of mix them and make your own song they very much uh started that genre um or at least uh solidified it so if you like the sort of uh, 90s, 2000s um, sort of progressive house music, give them a listen. They're very good. The Avalanches. Sean, your cool. final thought? Uh, just a quick shout out to a couple of people who I ran into in the wild. First time the fame has really got to me. The Do you do a Celtic podcast moment? Uh, so just quick shout out to Laura Smith and Dave Reed. If they're listening, they might probably not by this point. Uh, but that was the first time I've ran into any fans of the podcast that I didn't already know in advance, just randomly in the wild. So that was interesting. I, was, I wasn't prepared for the fame. <laughs> <laughs> and my final thought is don't hold your farts and it's not good for your intestines. Have a good <laughs> one, everyone. See you later. How, how? How, how? How, how?